You are listening to the One Life Podcast by Stena Fitness, where we share our tips, journey, and failings to help you maximize your one life. Welcome to episode six of your One Life Podcast with Stena Fitness. Uh, Today we are discussing how to fit exercise into your day. And we'll be sharing our tips as a married couple with jobs, kids, and other life commitments. Um, It's the evening now. Our kids are in bed and I hear them running around upstairs. So guaranteed at one point you will hear, Dad, can you be quiet? Mom, you're too loud. And it's just their excuse, I think, to come down and see what's happening. So be tuned for that. And Julie, what are we drinking? Okay, so tonight it is Valentine's Day Eve. Is you just created a new holiday. Is that something? The Hallmark Eve, is super happy with you right Eve now. The Eve of Valentine's Day. So we are into a nice bottle of it's Carmen Grand Reserve 2018 Cab Sob. And it's Chilean. So so I believe it's Reserva. Reserve. Reserve. So it is delicious. And we love a good Cab Sob. And there's nothing wrong with a glass of red wine for your heart health. Because February is also <laughs> heart health month. Cheers to that. With that, we'll move to tip number one. Um, And this is have a set time and be prepared. And I'm going to talk through it from our perspective, which is, you know, we like to train in the morning and and sometimes we do a second session in the evening. But whether you're training in the morning, middle of the day, evening, I think these tips will resonate and can apply to you. One of the reasons that we like to work out in the morning is because you're almost guaranteed to get it in. Unless you're sleeping. And, and that happens, but episode one, we talk about some good sleep habits to help with that. The trouble I find when I have a workout schedule that, you know, let's say two o'clock is something from work's going to come up or I'm going to be playing a game with the kids or we'll be out, you know, doing something as a family. And personally, I just feel guilty sometimes stopping that to go and and do my workout. So uh, to do it in the morning, get up, get it done, uh, and then maybe get in the evening, but that way there's less life to interfere with what um, I want to do. <clears throat> and mornings can be hard, but if you plan ahead and are prepared, which is what we're gonna talk about now, then they can certainly be successful. And these tips about planning, being prepared, are gonna you know work regardless of the time that you're training. So Julie, can you take us through some of those tips? Okay, so there's been a lot of studies done on this too. So we're doing your workout, exercising in the morning can prime your brain and prime you, prime your body to have a successful day. So that's another reason that you'd want to exercise in the morning. But in order to do that, you always have to have your gear ready. So shoes at the door or shoes ready beside the treadmill in the basement, ready to go, water bottles out. Um, You can put your electrolytes in them, add the water in the morning, clothes set out every single night before you go to bed, set out your clothes for the morning. And if if you're a coffee drinker, then have your coffee espresso machine prepped, ready to go. So you can essentially roll out of bed in the morning and just press play. So you can just slip in your shoes, get on your clothes, turn on your coffee and have yourself ready to go. So this has taken some practice for us and we talked about habit stacking last week on episode five in our podcast. So if you want some more tips on that, on how to be more organized and habit stacking, take a look back at episode number five. 
But if you have a 30 minute workout plan, for example, this is also a good tip. Make sure it only takes you like 30 or 35 minutes. It should not be taking you an hour because you don't want to turn on your phone and start scrolling Instagram or take too much time looking for your gear or setting up the coffee or realizing there's no coffee grounds ground and realizing you left your shoes in the car from the workout the night before. So make sure you have all that set and make sure that 30 minute workout is essentially 30 to 35 minutes. So by streamlining this, I have been able to carve out time for myself to do a bit of a morning routine before I get into my exercise. So this has been key for goal setting and just creating that mindset that I want for the day. So by doing all this habit stacking and streamlining and having everything ready to go, I found myself an extra 10 minutes that I can put to good use and crack out that morning routine. And I think we've all had times where you know, I'm just going to go down to the basement and do my half hour workout and then we come up an hour later and your significant other or kids are like, what the hell happened? Like you said half an hour and that was an hour. And you're like, well, I know. I don't but say that. No, the kids though. Oh, the kids. I don't do that. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? And it's, well, I couldn't find my shoes and I had to get this set up and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and so whether you're working out in the morning, the evening, whenever, like I always say, if, you have, if it's a half hour workout, you should be changed exercised and done in 35 minutes like it should not take you an hour um, and if it is you know really look at what you're doing with that other half hour and if it can be put to better use or not so the other thing too is having a set time is super important so you know when you're doing it, but also your family and your colleagues they also know when you're doing it so no one's gonna bug you so it's like okay daddy's on the treadmill mommy's doing her weights the kids know that they need to occupy themselves. If they're hungry, they get a snack themselves. They don't bug us. So unless the house is burning down. <laughs> so they know that it's blocked off. That's our time. They can come watch and hang out and join us, but we are not stopping for anything. So just make sure that you prioritize yourself because your health is number one. It's super important. Health is your wealth. And I think we all really realize that in 2020 and 2021 as it's been so you'll make that your priority and it extends to your work calendar as well right so if you have that two o'clock yoga class or a lunch run with colleagues or on your own make sure that's in your work calendar because otherwise that time is going to be taken up with something else and make sure your colleagues and and assistant know of that and know that that's a non-negotiable and that's not to be moved unless it's you know a life and death situation <coughs> pardon me or the the building's burning down so we like to sit down together every Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, and plan out our week and our workouts in one week block. So, I mean, we have our periodization schedule that we follow, like our quarterly schedule for our workouts and training, but we like to break it down to bite-sized pieces. So every week we plan out specifically when we're doing our workouts, when we're, when the girls have appointments, when they have their activities, when we have our team calls, when we're checking in with our accountability groups, like everything is all blocked out so we don't miss it. And all the super important things are set in stone and they can be moved around during the day, but typically we don't like to do that. We like to keep things as is. And I know we've been focusing on a morning focus for exercising but if you're not a morning person you're not a morning exerciser there are also tips that you can implement to 
help you keep your afternoon or evening routine consistent. So for example, always have some shoes in your car with some socks ready to go, a couple different options for exercise clothes for different weather. So always have that gym bag ready to go. And if you live in Calgary, have like 10 pairs of different fitted gloves because you'll use them all in one day. And ear covers and headbands and <laughs> tubes. Oh my gosh. Okay. We are in the polar vo- vortex right now. So that's why we are feeling the cold. <laughs> so it's super important. Have those in your car or even at home. So for example, if you want to exercise as soon as you get home and lay those clothes out in the morning. So as soon as you walk in the door, you see those clothes, you hop in them and you get your workout in. Otherwise, the night's going to get away on you. And I think just to go back to what Julie was saying about sitting down on Sundays and building out your your week, like I pretty much know every workout I have from now through end of August. But, you know, it's it's important to sit down on Sunday and say, you know, how does the body feel? How's my shoulder feeling? Do I have a niggle here that I I need to modify for? So um, I think it's really valuable to sit down on Sundays and and plan for the week. Or do you need to see your physio for a quick tune-up? Luckily, I live with mine. It's very handy. (laughs) (laughs) But if you remember my fail the week from i don't know one or two podcasts ago it was i had a terrible week of training and the reason was i didn't sit down on sunday and plan it out and if i don't plan things out you know like all of us life gets away so take that 10 15 minutes uh block it off and i think it definitely pays off during the week and it really helps to to have things laid out so in case you get overwhelmed like me with all the things that you want to do you want to do a million things in one hour, make sure you block it out. And this is kind of going a bit off topic, but always choose your three main things you're going to do in that time block. So don't choose 30, choose three and hammer those out instead of being like a, a squirrely hamster on the wheel running around. So make sure that you have everything set out, ready to go. And it's going to be that much more efficient to get things done. number two and you may not guess it based on what we talked about in the last tip and being trying to be uber organized but it's be creative because lots of times you're gonna look at your day and you're gonna say there's no way i can fit in any training today Uh, and i feel like i'm the self-proclaimed master of being creative with how and when i get my workouts in Uh, so i'm just gonna go through some of my favorite ways to do that now and then julie's gonna share some of her tips uh, after which mostly involved her being a secret ninja at the playground while the girls are on the swings. Um, But oftentimes you'll say, or I hear people say, I don't have half an hour. I don't have a set half hour block when I can get in my strength routine. And I say, great, that's fine. Uh, Not a problem at all, because what I often do is I'll do it in three 10 minute blocks. And it's not ideal, and and I'm okay with that, but I'm probably getting 80% of the benefit And what I'll do is if I'm doing, you know, a shoulder or upper body routine, I'll do 10 minutes, press pause. I'll go and do my work or whatever else I have going on that day. I'll come back, press play, do my 10 minutes. Oh, got something else to do now. You know, press pause, go off, do that, and then come back later and do the last 10 minutes. And yeah, it's not perfect, but I think I get 80% of the benefit. And, you know, it's, it's better than nothing. And I think a lot of fitting and training is, you know, something is better than nothing. And I I always mess up the quote, but it's something along the lines of, don't let perfect get in the way of being good. 
Because if you always wait for the perfect time to work out, you're never going to find it, right? It's, it's not going to happen. So you need to be creative. The other way I get in, you know, a lot of my training is is on my commute. And so I'll bike to work probably about 80% of the time. And depending on the weather and time of season, it's, you know, 35 to 50 minutes. So, you know, it's a reasonable commute. Um, and that works well for me. I get in, you know, some good training twice a day. The other way I'll do it, um, and if you're not a cyclist, this may work for you, is, you know, I'll run to the train station that's not as close to us or I'll walk to three bus uh, bus stops away uh, on my way into work so I get a bit of walk or, or run in and same on the way home you know instead of getting off at the train station right by our house I'll get off two train stations before and I'll run home or I'll get off on the bus you know that's a kilometer away from our house as opposed to right outside the front door and then I walk in and you know, I'm already in commuting time. So if I have to add, you know, 10, 15 minutes onto the commute, no one really notices. I certainly don't notice. And it's a really sneaky way of getting in a lot of extra uh, training. And the biggest compliment I can have is when people say, oh, we didn't know you biked in. You look so fresh when you get here. Uh, and I uh, have many skills on how to not look disgusting once you bike in or run into work. Uh, and they're all on my Instagram account. So if you're interested on that, check them out. A uh, quick tip here, though, is buy a hand steamer. Keep it in your office. And you can hand steam all your clothes quick before you put them on. And, and no one will be uh, the wiser. The other way to do it is to really look at your lunch hours. And I know a lot of people work at, at their desk. And I do too. But you know, maybe once a week or at least once every two weeks. I try and get outside with a group from work or a group of other colleagues from downtown uh, and we go for a run together, a walk together sometimes. We've been known just to go for ice cream on other occasions, but but usually it's a run. Uh, and it's a really nice way to kind of get in your business development, your networking, you know, even professional development if you're running with a colleague from work and you're getting in that exercise at the same time, right? So your timesheet may say you know, business development because you're going for a run with, you know, a contact at, at someone that you want to network with or professional development because I'm talking about this issue with with this you know other lawyer or you know I'll mentor junior lawyers on the run so it's a really good way to get in some extra training while also taking care of some work commitments and doing it at a time where you know as much as we say we're working at the desk as we eat we're scrolling TSN and uh, different sports websites because it's awfully hard to type you know, when you have a sandwich in, in your other hand. So those are a few of my tips. And I think Julie's going to jump in now with some of hers. Perspective of how you can be creative and fitting in your workouts during the day. So when I used to work as an employee, as a physical therapist at, at a hospital, so I would park quite a ways away, maybe a kilometer, even when I was pregnant. So <laughs> and some days I didn't want to do this, but I would park away and I would run. I would make myself run. So I would run a kilometer. It was all uphill. Sometimes I was wearing my hunter rain boots. They're actually really good for running. They're really nice. Well, they're hunting boots. Or I'd be wearing my like super heavy winter boots. So whatever. So I always just made myself run up that hill. And then after work, I often would 
walk super fast back to the car because I didn't want to just be like sprinting down the hill. So that just added in, that adds in an extra, you know, 15 minutes of walking slash running a day. So that's just an extra way to tack on extra miles. And I think, sorry, I'm just going to cut you off. I think a lot of people say, well, yeah, but I'll just drive and park and not do it. Well, you didn't have a parking pass. So oh, yeah, so it, we the parking was so hard to get that the list wasn't even open for applications. So that was fine. I was like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. I'll just park off site yeah. and run or so, walk. So I think that's all to say, like, just don't buy a parking pass if that's something that works for you. Or like me, when I would run to the train, it's because I didn't like I didn't have change to use for the bus. Who has change anymore? So I would just run to the the train instead of buying bus tickets. So. If you kind of, you know, make things difficult to do, make it difficult to take that transit, difficult to park close, you can get a lot of extra exercise. And if you're a busy mom with kids and you don't have any childcare or anyone to help you so you can get your exercise in and you're super exhausted, so getting up early is not an option. So as a mom, when you're nursing, when your kids are little, please don't sacrifice sleep and get up early knowing that it's going to kill you throughout the day because your body needs that recovery time. But so one way to do this is to find a gym and this isn't really applicable right now, but it will be soon. Find a gym that has child minding or kids activities. So you can put your kid or your child in swimming lessons and you can go work out in the gym quickly, or you can put your child in the child minding for an hour, hour and a half, and you can go get your workout in and get a shower done and have social time and that is super efficient and creative so that's what I did for five years sometimes I'd have both girls sometimes I just have one but it was always a set time and it was something that I just did every you know two or three times a week so at the YMCA so use your local resources that you have and also now um during kids activities so when they're when they don't need a parent there you have you know 45 minutes of free time while Livy's at dance I often will put on an audio from one of my workouts and do an audio uh, sprint run workout or just an easy walk run depending what's going on and same thing with Sophia so when she has swimming in the evening it's right next to a field so instead of going into our car and wasting away 45 minutes just scrolling on your phone which can be easily done (laughs) they have a huge field there so we would go and do walks or hang out in the playground and do some parkour on the park or do another audio run so those are options there as well and when you take your kids to the park just think of all the equipment that is there there's stairs you can be doing step ups and squats and lunges And you can be doing pull-ups on the monkey bars. So I know when our kids were little, we always saw these parents sitting on the bench with their coffee, relaxing. (laughs) And we were like, oh, man. One day, because we were always like, not really being like that guarded parent, but always our kids were young and we had to help them do everything. So we were doing that. But now that they're older and they don't really want us to play with them, we're still not sitting. (laughs) We're still not sitting there with our coffee. We're using that time being creative and doing pull-ups or challenging ourselves and doing push-ups so who cares what people think get over that that's one thing you got to really get over like if there's other moms at the park that are sitting there having their coffee and there's me doing step-ups 
whatever they're <laughs> they're missing out so make sure that you just take all those creative opportunities and maximize your time moving on to tip number three and after this we have uh one left and tip number three is recovery and fueling and this is a, a massive topic and you know we could have a whole podcast series just on this and i'm not we're not going to get into the real details this one we're just going to give a few kind of general things to think about and we'll be podcasting on more specifics later or of course you can always contact us and i'm more than happy to chat about uh, this at nauseum and and probably put you right to sleep so <laughs> certainly something i have a lot of interest in but i think you know the most important thing here is you can only train as hard as you recover so it doesn't matter if, you know, how much you push yourself on that workout. If you're not recovering and ready for the next one, you know, what's the point? There's no point in going so deep that now you're out for three, four days. Right? You can do that now and again, but if that's consistently what's happening, you know, something's probably not right. If you're always too tired to work out, you know, something's not right. And I'm not talking about, you know, I was up really late because of work or, or the kids were up all night and I didn't sleep. No, that's different. You know, in those situations, you know, certainly knock things off and, and get some good sleep in. But if it's consistent, if it's all the time, I'm always too tired to work out. I don't have the energy to work out. There's three things that we want you to think about and really take inventory of in your life. And the first one is, are you eating enough? Okay, and is that enough for the right thing? Second, are you sleeping enough? And that's a huge one. If you want some sleep tips, our first podcast uh, was on that. And the third one is, are you drinking enough? And not the good stuff that we're drinking tonight, but, you know, water. Are you drinking enough water? Are you hydrated? And these are three really simple things. And you're probably saying, yeah, guys, I know that. But sit down and, and think about it and make a list of everything you eat in a day. And look at that and say, how much of that is, you know, nutrient dense? Is my, you know, shake I'm having, is that nutrient dense? Or is it a banana with a bunch of water and a little bit of milk? Right? Because there's going to be a big difference there. You know, are you sleeping enough? Well, I went up to bed at 10. Sure, but when did the light go off? Right? Were you on your phone right until you went to bed at, and turn, turn that off at 11? Right? Was, um, did you go up and, you know, read a book for an hour and a half? You know, how much sleep are you actually getting? And then how much are you drinking? You know, record that water because everyone says, I'm drinking a lot. And you're like, great, how much? Well, I had two glasses, right? So just because you think it's a lot or in your mind you're drinking a lot, actually record it and see how much you actually are drinking. And, you know, like I said, I don't want to go too much into detail on this, but, you know, in our culture today, we're always thinking about, I'm not going to eat because I want to lose weight. I'm going to restrict this or restrict that or do keto or whatever because that's the new trend right now. But it's not about, you know, trying to lose weight, I don't think. I think it's about, you know, focusing on correct fueling. And if you're fueling correctly and working out correctly, your body composition is going to change, you know, for the positive. But I think if we're looking at a strictly a weight loss perspective, we're not fueling the body. How are we supposed to get through those workouts? How are we supposed to recover for the next one? Right? You can't. So, you know, are you eating enough? Are you eating enough for the right thing? And, you know, as a rule of thumb, if you're going for an hour run or an hour 
strength session or bike, swim, whatever that is, you know, you're taking in 40 to 80 grams of carbs per hour. You know, you're probably not. And that's going to impact you when you go to recover. And it's going to impact you for that next workout. And similarly, when you're done working out, you know, what's your recovery drink? And this is something I'm late to the party on. But in the past, you know, few months, I've really started on having that set recovery drink after every workout. And it's a four to one ratio, carbs to protein, which is pretty standard. Um, and it's made a huge difference. Like I can have that and I'm ready to go for the next workout, whether it's, you know, later in the day or, or tomorrow. So, you know, look at, look at your life, write down everything you eat in a day, you know, take inventory of it. Are you sleeping enough? Are you drinking enough? And I think if you focus on those three things, you know, your consistency in working out is going to improve. To that too, like the, those are three huge things. Are you eating enough? Are you sleeping enough? Are you drinking enough? So as a physical therapist, that is one thing that I always touch on with all of my clients. I always check in on their nutrition. What are they eating? How much are they eating in a week? And I get them to write down a whole log and I'll go through it with them. Same thing with our One Life clients and sleep. Your body's recovering when you're sleeping. So how are you sleeping? How old's your pillow? And I'm going into a little too much detail here. Um, but if you're one of my physio clients, you know that I kind of drill you on all this stuff all the time. And it's not because I, I want to know what kind of pillow you use because I'm going to go <laughs> check it out later. We have a lot of pillows it's, in our house. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's because it's super important and I really care and I value all this information. So, and thirdly, are you drinking enough? So, for me, my personal goal is four liters a day, and I don't always track it every single day, but often when I do, I, I know that I'm getting it, but sometimes you drink half a bottle, and then you fill it up again, and then you drink three quarters of that bottle, and you fill it up again, so you're not exactly sure where you are. So one thing, if you want to tackle one thing out of all these tips, something that's super easy and something that you can achieve right away, so I would suggest tracking your water for one day. So get, for me, I have a one liter water bottle. Most water bottles are 500 mils. So just keep track. You can just have like a tick system and make sure that and just kind of tick off after each bottle you drink and see how you do. So a good, if you're an athlete, if you're pretty active, a good rule of thumb is four liters, depending on your, this is going to be a very general, <laughs> but we won't get into specifics. If you have specific questions, though, for sure, for sure, send me an email at stennerfitness at gmail.com or send me a message on Instagram at Julie Stenner or at ksten81. So definitely send us those messages if you have specific questions. But to reiterate, so are you eating enough? Are you sleeping enough? Are you drinking enough? So those three things I always, always touch on with my physiotherapy clients and my One Life clients. I always offer to take a look at your food log to make sure because there often are tons of gaps or there, there may be like five-hour period where you're not eating anything or drinking anything and then you're just so exhausted that you just snack on a whole bag of crackers when you get home from work so i mean that's and we're guilty of this too right we're not saying we're we're good oh, yeah. at this but i mean oftentimes one of us be like ah i'm cranky or i'm tired and the other one's like well when did you eat last well i had a banana you know five hours ago 
well, right? It's I'm the worst for not eating enough. <laughs> I don't so. want to say it, but yes, but yes. <laughs> I remember like when I used to work in a physiotherapy clinic, and you'd have like 20 patients back to back all day. You would not like I would never I would forget to eat. So Kevin would like cut up my food into bite sized pieces, so that I, when I went to grab my charts and do my charting, I could like have a bite like a literal piece bite of an apple or like a tiny square of something so that (laughs) that's one thing so yeah are you you're probably not eating enough so that's one thing to take a deeper dive into we'll write into tip number four so the last tip that we're going to talk about today is having a plan and an accountability group so For example, having a plan, we already kind of talked about having a plan, but this is getting more granular, more specific. So having a specific workout plan. So for example, right now, me and a bunch of our One Life clients, we are doing a nine-week control freak exercise program, which is broken up into five specific workouts each week. So you know exactly what you're doing, super easy. It's all set out. So you know when your rest days are and when your push hard days are. So that's just so easy. You just have something set, ready to go, press play, don't even have to think about it. And then also having an accountability group. So as a swimmer, swimming with my master's swim group, so hard to get up at 5.05 and get out of bed. But knowing that you've got a team there waiting for you, people that depend on you to be there. So that is super super beneficial if I was getting out of bed at 5.05 to go swim laps by myself there was no way I would do that three days a week I'd probably maybe muster up the energy to do it once a week but three days a week consistently just having that group there just pushes you and gets you going so find yourself an accountability group we also have for our one life clients we have our client group and they also push me so we're all in different time zones. So we've got some people way out east. And just knowing that those clients are going to have their workouts logged and done before I even get out of bed gives me the energy and the strength to get out of bed to get my workout done and get it logged and done as well. So it's super important to have that accountability group of people. So it doesn't have to be an online accountability group. But right now, that is kind of the best option for what we have. And that's kind of helped in COVID times, bridge the gap between my personal swim group and my gym crew to the online group. So it's nice to have that mix as well. And I think too, with having a, a set plan and in the sense we're talking about it here is, you know, if you have a well thought out structured plan, it's going to be progressive, right? It's not just me, I'm going to do this today, I'm going to do this tomorrow, and there's no real connection between them, right? When you have a plan, you need it to be, okay, week one, I'm doing this. And on week two, I'm building on it, you know, by this percent. And week three, I'm building on that. And then maybe week four, I'm going to recover a bit. Week five, I'm going back. And by having that progressive plan, one, you're going to see improvements, right? Because it's not haphazard. Uh, and two, you're not going to get injured because you're not doing too much too quick or too much of the same thing on back-to-back days or within a week. And so it's really important to have that. And then with that accountability group, you know, not only does it help you get up and get it done, but it's a resource where you can ask questions. And there's going to be people there with similar problems and issues and 
you know, challenges as, as what you have. So it's a safe way, you know, to share your experiences and questions with people who, you know, want to see you succeed. So if you're looking, if you're wondering, okay, how do I find these things? I don't have any friends. I live in the middle of nowhere. Every the gyms are closed. I don't have a plan. How do we get a plan? How do we get an accountability group? This just seems like so unreachable for me. Then shoot me a message. I can hook you up. We have online accountability groups and the best thought out plans for exercise, depending on what you're interested in. Meditation, yoga, strength, boxing, weights, like super heavy powerlifting weights. Pre-postnatal. Pre-postnatal. Like we have got so and bar exercises like and we have new programs coming out all the time and they Oh, there's a really good running program that I did when I got my 5K PB <laughs> this year. A little, brag <laughs> a little there. plug there. A little brag there. But I can seriously find any program for any person. So if you're looking for something, just make sure you shoot me a note and I will definitely get back to you. And I think with that, it's time for Fail of the Week. And just before we actually jump into Fail of the Week, I just want to say... You know, when you, when you do miss a workout, and you will, you know, be okay with it. Don't beat yourself up. Don't dwell on it for, you know, the day, the week. You missed it. That's fine. Move on, you know, and hit hit your mark the next time. But don't, don't beat yourself up because we've all been there. And then, you know, it's really counterproductive. Um, I fail the week this week, though, is not letting go of negative comments. And I know this happens to all of us, but... You know, you get 10 compliments during the day on, you know, work or whatever it may be. And you have one negative comment. And when you go home that day, all you think about is that negative comment. And it just brings you down and sucks the life out of you. And there's one comment, right? You know, 10 positive ones, one negative one. And all we think was the one negative one. And so this was our fail of the week. I think we both had this happen to us at, at some point as we had that you know, one negative comment or one negative interaction and it just, you know, ate away at us all, all day, you know, a couple of days sometimes. So, you know, I think what we really need to do here is, you know, speak with someone you're, you're close to, whether it's a friend, colleague, significant other, and just say, look, this happened. You know, I know it's a negative comment, you know, but, you know, I just need to talk about this and kind of get it out in the open because I have these other 10 really great things today. Um, and I want to focus on on those. And so I think it helps to talk to someone about it. And it also helps to have, you know, that gratitude journal that we've talked about before. So you can, you know, go back at night after you've had that interaction and look at your gratitude journal and focus on all the things that you're grateful for and all the things you're thankful for and all the successes you've had and focus on those instead of that one negative comment. So that's fail of the week uh, for us this week. And with that, I just want to say thank you for listening. Um, and if you need help with your training, as Julie said, reach out to us. More than happy to help out with that or to answer any questions you have. Have a good night. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening, guys. And if you love this episode, and if you have friends who also want to maximize their one life, 
We would so appreciate if you like, comment, and share this with your friends so we can keep these episodes coming. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Julie Stanner and at KStan81. Or drop us a comment and a DM with your questions. We'd be happy to chat with you guys. As always, contact us at StannerFitness at gmail.com. And don't forget to maximize your one life. Thank you.